I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Boom, people. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how I approach events and what I've gotten out of spending over $120,000 on events, masterminds, and coaching groups. Over the last few years, I've gone to Fun Launch Live, Tony Robbins, Silicon Slopes. I've done 10X GrowthCon, OfferLab. I mean, the whole gambit. I travel to a numerous events around the world and country. I'm in multiple masterminds. One right now is $30,000. Another one's $20,000. There've been other masterminds that are seven or $15,000. I actively pay for coaching in this video. We're gonna go through my ins and outs and how I get the most out of these type of events. Now, before we get going, this video is actually sponsored by me. I'm sponsoring this video because some of you may know we are hosting the biggest, baddest event of 2022. The number one fund manager conference in the world is happening, Fun Launch Live. You know what? Just hit to the B-roll. Anyone is capable of success. See, the reason you're here right now isn't because you're unsuccessful. Everyone that comes to a conference like this has already had success in their life. So that's not the reason. The reason you're here is because you're hungry because there's someone on this planet working across the world to beat you right now. And people like us, we're just not gonna let that happen. Welcome to Vegas, baby. People like us love the game. We love the blood, the sweat, the tears, the competition drives us. And that's why you're here. Everything we do here is to get you one step ahead. This is the way you beat competition next door, down the street, across the country, and across the world. Starting a fund is the only business model that has been proven time and time again throughout history. People overestimate what they can accomplish in one year and underestimate what they can do in a decade. Wall Street has been hiding this information for decades. And now it's not a secret anymore. It's not reserved for the private elite. It's a question for you and for me of do or do not. So the question for you is, what are you going to do? So boom, bada, bing. There you have it. Sponsored by me. If you want to come to the event, click grab tickets below. We are almost sold out of VIP. I think we only have a few left. We're probably going to be done today with VIP. We have general mission left over a thousand fund managers all in one place. It's going to be incredible. We have fund managers coming that manage billion dollar funds. We have crypto fund managers. We have hedge fund real estate, all sorts of fund managers coming to speak and share their insights about the fund world. Now, that being said, let's go through the ins and outs of events. Number one, I want to share what I like about events, what I hate about events. And number two, the second piece, I want to share how to get the most out of events. I've actually met incredible business partners, connections, gotten on podcast shows, made business relationships all from events because there's something magical about immersing deep in something. Steven Schwartzman, the co-founder of Blackstone, one of the largest funds in the world, they manage over $300 billion in his book, said he started to take Chinese lessons. And he took a Chinese lesson for an hour a week, for an entire year. And with vacation and travel, it ended up being about 40 to 45 hours that he spent 
in Chinese lessons one a week for the entire year. And at the end of the year, he was pretty disappointed about where his Chinese was at. He felt like he didn't progress much. But then he realized he'd only spent about 40 hours, which is a working man's or woman's week. And some kid that flew to Taiwan or China in one week got the same amount of exposure that he got over a year to the Chinese language. There is so much power in being immersed in a certain topic or line of thought for multiple days in a row where you come out of that event or process with huge breakthroughs. Gary V is a great example. V Friends, if you guys heard of V Friends, made $60 million on their initial NFT drop, was all created in about one day. He flew his whole team out to a beach house, they sat down, and over about a day, day and a half, they created all of VFriends, all the marketing around it, the whole thing. Most businesses that are created and put together are put together in about a day or two. Now the execution takes a little bit of time, but actually the thought process really comes together and a lot of times over a short period of time. This is why I absolutely love events. You get immersed in a topic for multiple days in a row. So back to the beginning, let me talk you through my favorite, my do's and don'ts of events. One of the biggest things events need is emotion. Because a lot of us, think back to sixth or seventh grade, you probably don't remember much of what your teachers taught you. However, you probably remember that boy or girl that broke your heart or that you had a crush on or that you wanted to hang out with. Why? Because there's emotion attached to that event in your life. The reason we learn from mistakes so well is because there's a lot of emotion around mistakes. It hurts really bad to fail and it maybe hurt us financially or we lost a relationship or whatever it was. We attach emotion to that and all of a sudden we never make that mistake again. Events that can attach emotion to what's being taught will help the people leave that event changing their lives. That's why people love to go to Tony Robbins events. Yeah, he teaches you a lot of stuff, but also he makes you emotionally invested into every topic and conversation they're having at his events. Now, the second piece of this is tied to emotion, but it's energy of the room. Something that I'm very conscious of is the energy a speaker brings to the stage. And we actually, as an event coordinator, will coordinate high energy and low energy speakers back and forth from each other, both giving valuable content, but to give the listener a type of roller coaster experience that keeps them awake, alert, and engaged. And again, attaching emotion to what they learn. And if you go deeper as a speaker, if I speak, I try to do the same thing throughout my talk. I'll give a ton of energy. I'll be very excited. We'll have this crazy experience. And then I'll talk really slow. And I'll tell you about a time that really hurt and something that went deep. And I just didn't know if I was going to make it. And it pulled a tear to my eye. And then I'll, you know what? I overcame and I'll come back through and I try to give my audience this roller coaster experience again to create that emotion and engagement inside of them. Yes, there's a lot of ins and outs. I could go through event of planning, but if an event can do that, if it can pull emotion to an audience, that's a successful event in my book. And even going closer in a successful speaker. People don't remember what you taught them. They remember how they feel while you were up there, while you're speaking and how they feel when they left. Now let's go on to the next piece. How I get the most out of my events as an attendee. When I go to a lot of these events that I travel around the world and go to, I love again, going to these events. What do I do to make sure I get a lot out of these events? Number one is come with confidence. This is the biggest mistake that I see people make when they show up to events. A lot of people, and this is, it's just human nature. They show up to a big event or a place or a mastermind group. And the natural reaction is to kind of sit back, grab a drink, sit in the corner. You don't want to rock the boat. You're going to feel the room out and see how everyone's feeling. 
And oftentimes it's very scary to approach other people and meet others at these events. Literally what you need to do, and I've done this before, I'll sit in my room or hotel room, wherever I'm at before the event. And I go, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, Bridger, everyone that came to this event came for a reason to meet other people in this group and community. There are things that you have that can really benefit their lives. And secondly, everyone is probably just as nervous as you are. Everyone's a little scared to go mingle and just dive right into a brand new conversation. So if everyone else is scared and I'm scared, then we can all just hang out together. It's not a big deal. No one goes to an event and goes, man, I just hope I don't meet anybody this weekend of value to me. That would be just terrible. People go to these types of things to meet others, to give advice, to benefit, to make connections, whatever they're looking for, they do that. So the biggest thing you can do is come with confidence. And the other part of it is half these people you're never gonna see again. So it's okay if you make some mistakes, challenge yourself a little bit, treat it like a game. It's actually a pretty fun game to play. Number two on my advice in attending an event is come with something to offer. This makes it so much easier to converse and meet other people. If you show up to a conversation, have something to potentially offer this person as a benefit to them, you're way more likely to make connections that go beyond just meeting this person for five minutes. A great example is having a podcast. 95% of people will say yes to being on your podcast. So if you have a podcast and you're meeting somebody that's kind of interesting, you go, hey, you know what, I actually have a podcast. I'd love to interview you as a guest. Most people love to give advice. They like to be interviewed. It increases their status and they'll say, oh, of course, here's my business card or let's exchange phone numbers. I'd love to be on your show. You gave them a huge value proposition. Another one in our fun specific community and at Fun Launch Live, this would be very prominent. People that coming with deals. Hey, I have a big deal out of Colorado. We're doing 200 units or I have money and investors that want to invest in deals. Maybe I can make the connection. Now, I won't offer that to every person I meet, but sometimes I'll bring it up in conversation to plant seeds in other people's heads that yes, hey, if you have a good deal, I've got investors that would love to look at it or vice versa. Hey, I've got a good deal. If you ever want to partner on something, I maybe could bring you in and this would be kind of cool to do together. This can go more specific to you and your company, what you have to offer. And again, offering with no expect of anything in return. Come giving value, not asking for something right after. Really give value, give someone value to their life and be willing to partner and share and collaborate with others around you. So number one was come with confidence. Number two, have something to give, give value to others. And number three is follow up. It sounds simple, it sounds basic, but people that are very successful, that are high end or have huge followings or a lot of money, if they give you a chance to say, yeah, let's get together, let's go to lunch, let's, let's hop on a podcast, let's follow up, let's hop on a Zoom call, they're only gonna give you that opportunity one time. If they give you the chance, try to get it on a schedule right then or follow up with them or make sure right after the event to follow up and keep a good coordinated effort to make sure that meeting actually happens. I even like to keep a little list on my phone of people I've met, who they are. I like to put descriptions of their name when I save their contact in my phone of how I met them, who they are, where they're at, so that I can accurately follow up with them. And if they give me a call out of the blue and Joe Smith is calling me, I can see his little tagline. Oh, Joe runs a property development company out of Canada. We talked about X, Y, and Z. So I get on the phone with them and we feel like best friends. So there you have it. Some of my tips for hosting and throwing an event and also tips for attending event. Again, this video is sponsored by Fun Launch Live. Grab your tickets below. We'd love to see you guys in April, April 28th, 29th, and 30th Fund Manager Conference. It's gonna be incredible. Hit the link below. See you guys there. Bye. 
Hey, hey, it's Bridger here. I have four free and simple ways I can further help you to scale your business or fund. Number one, I have a YouTube channel with actually, I don't, to toot my own horn, I think it's decent content on there. Go check it out. Bridger Pennington is a YouTube channel. We go very deep on funds. Number two, I have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com. We go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero. Number three, you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch and scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? Can we work together? Yes, I don't want to talk about that in here, but if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.